open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host of Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Mitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. We have uh, just a really important interview today. We have Eric Lombroso. He's uh, the CEO of Cypherx, developer of the M-Signal Wallet. For those that you know want to get to know him, uh, we actually did an interview about that about a year ago. Anyways, I have Eric back today because he's been doing a lot of work on this segregated witness and so and has some very important news to share with everybody. So, Eric, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Trace. Yeah. So, segregated witness, in my in my opinion, this is one of the most important things that uh, that we can do for Bitcoin. It's one of the reasons I I think that Peter Woolley uh, is our MVP for 2015. You know, he came up BIP 66, LibSAC 256, and then also segregated witness. So maybe you yeah, can I help saw us. Yeah, I you write that about him. And I think it's pretty well deserved. He's done a lot of great stuff. Yeah, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, so, you know, what I'd like is I'd like you to help us understand, like, what is segregated witness? Why is it so important? And what is this big news that uh, that you that that needs to get out and about? Okay, so, you know, Bitcoin has this as this basic structure of the transaction, but the transaction actually consists of a lot of different parts, which can be validated separately, uh, rather than having to validate everything together, uh, which means that you can improve a lot of things about the system, particularly, um, you know, particularly like with, with uh, um, scalability and extensibility, you can add more commitment structures, and you can make it so you can add more features to the system uh, without burdening, uh, you know, the, the system as it exists right now and uh, being fully backwards compatible, which is something that's been amazing because, um, you know, but, but until recently, uh, we really didn't have good ways of deploying backwards compatible stuff. You know, we had soft forks, uh, but most of these soft forks, um, you know, were very limited in scope. They could only change so much because, uh, you know, if, if you change more than that, then, then you know, you really risk breaking uh, older clients. Uh, and then if you get into hard forks, uh, you can even have consensus failures. So, so, so with this, we actually have a new mechanism where we can commit to new structures uh, into the blockchain, uh, which are which are separate from the transactions themselves, uh, which can be any kind of other data, uh, which can be used to validate the blocks, or which can be used to uh, you know uh, merge mine or do a whole bunch of other really cool stuff. Um, you can add other kinds of fields to to transaction data, uh, which allows you to extend the protocol uh, in, in in very interesting ways. Um, and, and, and the nice thing about it is that it's fully backwards compatible. Anything that we extend into the structure, older nodes will just simply ignore it, but they can still validate everything that, that is theirs and, and they won't have a problem with that. Uh, so, so this is actually a pretty big breakthrough. Um, and I think that, um, you know, it's kind of a, uh, you know, some people have been saying, and I agree that, that it's probably the biggest, um, the biggest improvement to Bitcoin ever since uh, it was invented. Yeah, and I mean that's a huge deal. Like you and I, we've kind of rubbed shoulders, gosh, since at least 2011 in San Diego, and then 
uh, Dr. Back, I was having dinner with him in December 2013, and I, rem- I remember a comment he made. He said, you know, the, the actual extensibility of Bitcoin has kind of gotten uh, very slow because we don't want to risk the $6 billion market cap. Uh, and, and that's when he presented to me the, his idea of side chains. And it was before he could even like figure out the two way peg, but it, uh, he wanted, he kind of gave the assertion that, you know, this would be the way that we could roll out new, uh, new versions of the software, like new development, new features. But you're saying that this SegWit actually is going to let us do it with the main production Bitcoin, uh, because we're able to do it in this backwards compatible way. Uh, well, that's our hope. I mean, let's not like. I think that there's still a place for side chains. Uh, we definitely don't want to be exploring, you know, experimenting too much on uh, the main network uh, with stuff that's uh, very experimental still that we still haven't really fully tested. So, you know, side chains could potentially serve a purpose there. But the nice thing about SegWit is that it does give us a deployment mechanism which gives us a pretty a much larger uh, you know margin of error. Uh, and a much larger, you know, deployment timeframe. So it's not like everyone needs to upgrade before a certain particular deadline. Uh, you know, stuff can be rolled out gradually, uh, you know, little by little, and people can kind of adopt it as they see fit. And, you know, as, as things get more and more universally adopted, then, you know, more nodes are going to support the new features. But it's not like, we're, you know, it, it doesn't cause like this kind of abrupt change where, you know, with sidechains, you might come up with a really cool idea on some, on some sidechain that you want to bring back to the main network. But now, you know, it's going to be really hard to deploy it because you maybe have implemented it in a way that's completely different or incompatible, or it's really, you know, it's a lot of the source code, you know, in, the, in these kinds of side chains might, might, you know, diverge significantly from the original chain. Um, with this kind of stuff, uh, we're talking about the commitment structure itself being extensible, which means that um, it's kind of independent of the, of the implementation itself. This is something which is more the way that the, that the data is structured. Uh, which we can extend, and, and anyone that, that that follows the the particular you know design of that you know of the way that we extend this, uh, you know their software will automatically also be updated. Uh, so so this is something that's really exciting because it also provides a, a much better mechanism for deploying this stuff that uh, that that, they, that doesn't require like rewriting everything from scratch like like a lot of the stuff that you know has been proposed in the past. Um, and but at the same time, it does allow us to, it does allow us to roll out really you know a, a lot like. Uh, very powerful features, uh, so it gives us much more uh, much more room to play with with you know things that we can actually do that before were just simply too difficult. Yeah, th- this is I mean it, it is a, such a huge breakthrough. Now it's going to cause some people some extra work, right? Uh, I mean, you're one of the things that Adam back had uh, helped me understand is just the importance of economic consensus, and that economic consensus takes place with the wallets. And you're the developer developer of a of a major wallet, you know, Msigna. If I were to to actually like look at you know what are our best wallets out there, there's Armory and Msigna are kind of those two in that ultra secure camp. Uh, what type of extra work is this going to put onto the the shoulders of our wallet developers, and by extension, exchanges? payment processors, et cetera? Well, it does require a little bit of retrofitting to support the new features. Of course, you, if you're like, for instance, if you have an SPV wallet, um, it's pretty much, you know, compatible out of the box. It'll, it'll work without any modifications. But if you want to have like a full node, you know, a, a full validating wallet, then 
you're going to have to retrofit some stuff to be able to validate the new commitment structures, you know, to, to check the witnesses and, you know, check the signatures, which have been pulled out of the transactions. But all in all, it's actually not that complicated. Um, we're, we're looking to put, to put out a lot of documentation and, you know, bring in a lot of wallet developers to, you know, collaborate in, in developing this. And, you know, even though we do have a, a working, a working test net right now, um, we're still looking for input from for wallet developers, and you know, to see uh, you know what kind of stuff might might help them integrate better. Uh, and uh, we want to make this as simple as possible. Uh, the, the nice thing is that it's not something that needs to be done by some particular deadline. Like I said before, um, this is something which can be rolled out gradually, and we don't need to put in all the features. I mean, we've already thought of a lot of really cool features we'd love to have in this, but we don't have to roll them all out at once. We can we can start with just like you know the simple minimal kind of stuff. And then, you know, gradually roll stuff out as we get more and more people to kind of see the value and how they're going to be able to, to offer more to their to their users from these new features. Uh, so th this is something which, um, you know, I, I, I would like to, you know, I would like to invite all wallet developers that, that are interested to, to participate in this. And, and definitely we're we're open to, you know, to, to seeing how we can make this simpler. Right. And then obviously, you know, just like nobody really uses Netscape anymore, uh, the wallets that don't really add those additional features, uh, they'll just kind of fall out of relevance and usefulness uh, for their for their people. Uh, one of the concerns that I've that I've seen talked about quite a bit is the anyone can spend issue. Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Like what what is this anyone can spend issue and does that pose like a threat to double spending or other stuff like that? Right. So uh, it, in, in any kind of soft fork that involves this kind of stuff, and this has been done before, for instance, the P2SH multi-sig, uh, you know, a BIP-16, which was what, what enabled multi-sig transactions, when that was deployed, that also used an anyone can spend, um, you know, a, a mechanism whereby transactions that used to be anyone can spend, basically anyone, you know, you didn't need to, to, to sign anything. Now you do need a signature, you know, and now you actually need more than one signature in general. You have multi-sig. Um, but you know this was done successfully, and and it's been you know like I think that it's it's been pretty clear that this is that it can be done securely. It can be rolled out very securely. Um, I think a lot of people might be concerned about that. You know, older clients are not going to be able to validate those transactions because to them they just see you know someone basically sending free money and someone else just using the free money. Uh, of course, it's not free money because whoever used it actually had to sign for it. It's just that those signatures are going to be invisible to the old nodes. Um, but if you if you look at any soft fork that we've done, that's that's always the case. Uh, we encourage people to upgrade if if it is that you know miners ninety five percent of miners or more you know like we're looking for a super majority that do uh, do indicate support for this. Uh, that would mean that you know they are going to be no longer accepting transactions that were anyone can spend transactions that no longer anyone can spend transactions. Which means that as long as the the miners are actually following these rules, even with an SPV client. Uh, you can be pretty sure that you're not going to be seeing anyone can anyone can spend transactions that are spent, uh, you know, um, without proper authorization on the blockchain. Um, but I think that you know the, the, what needs to be uh, you know mentioned is that uh, any kind of new features that we add to Bitcoin can only really be carved out this way if we don't want to risk forking the blockchain because this this mechanism means that you know as long as a majority of miners is behind. One particular blockchain um, that that blockchain is going to become the is going to remain the dominant one. Whereas with a hard fork, you have a situation where you have a consensus failure. The the, blip, the 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 blockchain splits and and there's no reconciliation. Basically, you have two different ledgers 
that started out the same, but now are completely different histories. And now, you know, in, in, in the two ledgers, people have different amounts of money and there's no way they can come back together. Uh, with this kind of a deployment, that, that cannot happen. This is, that's simply impossible. Uh, so, you know, I think that, the, you know, the, especially with the developer community, um, we all feel pretty strongly that this is the safest way we have to deploy these kinds of features. And that's the that's the Bitcoin core development community, not necessarily like Bitcoin XT or like some right, of these right. other these other uh, little branch off uh, sects, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, so if we were to recap this, I've got maybe two minutes before uh, my next uh, conference call with one of my attorneys. Uh, and thanks so much for fitting this in. I know that it's been hard for us to find a way to, to actually make this work with our schedules. Um, but if we were to recap this, like, what is the big news? You've actually rolled out this SegWit in Testnet now? Yes, we have a Testnet for it. Uh, we're going to be going public with it very soon, uh, inviting developers to, to come in and participate and, you know, join the network and uh, write apps on it and develop wallets and all that good stuff. Uh, we, we have a working system right now. It works. We've tested it. Um, we're still trying to make sure that we haven't missed anything, you know, any major gaping security holes or anything like that. Um, we also want to, you know, figure out what the scope of this is going to be. We don't want, as I said before, we don't want to release everything at once because it's too much. It's, you know, we need to, we need to kind of, you know, pace ourselves with this. Uh, and I think we need to figure out what it is that, uh, you know, needs to go into the first release. But uh, I think for now, uh, we, we pretty much have a functional test net that, uh, that pretty soon we're going to be uh, uh, opening up and, and, and let people play around with. Well, this has so, been, yes. yeah, this has just been tremendous. Thanks so much for all the work that uh, you've done with this. I know that you've, you've done a tremendous amount uh, regarding this. And also uh, Peter Woola, our MVP from last year, and then just the Bitcoin core team as a whole. I mean, I, I just wonder how many millions of dollars uh, it's taken to uh, write a lot of this code, just the code in 2015 and the extensibility with stuff like this. So thanks so much for doing that. Thanks so much for this big news about SegWit and uh, also being able to, to jump on the call with me so that we could get this recorded and uh, look to have you back later. So we've had Eric Lombroso, CEO of Cypherx and the uh, developer of the MSIG a wallet talking about segregated witness. Thanks for being with us, Eric. Thanks. Thanks so much, Trace. Be sure to get a copy of the free Bitcoin guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share Bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise, spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate.